0: I'm going to say a few words this evening about how it is that being good can bring you problems, how being good can cause people to hate you, even to kill you. And I'm thinking about this for three reasons. First, we had our first reading from the prophet Jeremiah, and bad things happened to him because of what he was doing. He was a good man, he was one of the greatest of the prophets of the Old Testament. But he'd been given a tough job by the Lord. That he lived at a time when the people of God were unusually unfaithful. And he had the job of warning them about the disaster that was coming to them. About how they were going to be punished for their sins. How they were going to be destroyed as a people and taken off into captivity. And so, as we heard there, it brought brought him insult and derision. He had to howl and proclaim violence and ruin. And as you can imagine, people didn't like that message. They didn't welcome it. They stoned him, they imprisoned him. And often for ourselves too, if we tell people things they need to be told, well, it's often not welcome. That if it work, somebody's taking things or taking money and you say well that's stealing you know that's not a welcome message if you tell two people that are living together unmarried that they shouldn't be well that's not a welcome message if you tell someone they're neglecting one of their duties well again you know there are lots of things that like the prophets we need to say but that aren't welcome. And so our being good brings us problems. Well, secondly, um, the gospel text. The Lord Jesus told us he was prophesying that his coming crucifixion and said how anyone who wants to be his follower has to likewise take up daily their own cross. And part of that carrying of the cross includes the bad things that happen to us precisely because we're following the law, because we're trying to be good. But thirdly, I was thinking about this this week in the light of St. Edward, our parish patron, because, um, as you probably know, we had our parish pilgrimage on Wednesday down to Corfe Castle, where uh, St. Edward was martyred, where he was killed outside the castle. And he was killed because he was a good man. And it's important um, to be clear about this because people sometimes say to me, well, how is St. Edward a martyr? He was killed by his stepmother. How does that make him a martyr? Well, if you remember the history, or if you don't know it, that um, he became king in the year 975, shortly before the Norman Conquest, He became king at an incredibly young age, just 13. And when he was only 16, there was a lot of plotting against him. And um, his stepmother stabbed him. Sorry, first she gave him a poison chalice, and then she stabbed him. And that's why the two symbols of his martyrdom that he's carrying on that statue in the middle of the rirdos there are of the poisoned cup and the dagger that stabbed him. But the point really is this. Why was it that he was killed? Why was it that there were people plotting against him? Well, if we want the answer to that question, we can look in a sense to the reaction of the people at that time when he was killed. How did the people interpret it? How did they respond? Because we could imagine they, they might have not cared. They might have said, well, who cares? Just another king dead, a, a spoilt rich brat. Who cares if he's been killed? Well, that wasn't their reaction. Instead, they hailed him as a martyr, a word that means a witness of Christ. And we think in the history of the church, the most ancient martyrs, um, They were martyred for refusing to worship the pagan idols. They followed Christ rather than the pagan idols and they were killed for following Christ. Other martyrs were martyred for following, holding to something that Christ taught us, something that Christ gave us. So in England we think of the martyrs who died for the mass. But there's another kind of martyr. And that's those like St. Edward. Those that were martyred because of the goodness of their lives. If you think of it this way, when we see somebody good, it can produce two different reactions in us. It's possible to see somebody good and be edified by it be so inspired by their goodness that we seek to change ourselves and become better. But it's also possible to do the reverse. That I see somebody who's good, I see somebody being good, and it niggles at me, it annoys me. That their goodness points out my badness, and I don't like it. And so it can inspire in me envy and hatred. So scripture says, the wicked man plots against the virtuous and grinds his teeth at him. And to be hated on that account for goodness and to be ultimately martyred on that account for goodness is one of the forms of martyrdom. And back to our parish patron, St. Edward. Well, And thinking again, the reaction of the people of his day, because they knew him much better than we do, to know the significance of the title martyr for him. Well, they saw two things in his death that indicated he was dying for Christ. The first, that he died, or rather he was killed. Why was he killed? Because he was killed by the enemies of the church. He was killed by people who saw that St. Edward, in the disputes of that time, that he was siding with the church and for the church, and the enemies of the church, of Christ's church, therefore hated him. But more deeply still, he was seen as a young, saintly, pious man, and his very goodness inspired hatred from the wicked, and so they killed him. He died a witness to Christ, a witness to the goodness of the Lord. Well, to draw this together, what does this mean for us? Well, it means that we too, if we would follow the Lord, we too must be willing to suffer for being good. And that includes the sufferings that come precisely because We are good, just as St. Edward did, just as the prophet Jeremiah did, just as the Lord did on the cross. But to conclude, if we do that, if we are good, and if we suffer for being good, well, there are two things that come with that. That in this world, well, if we suffer with Jesus, then we have Jesus with us. When we are suffering, we have his strength, his consolation. And secondly, and finally, if we suffer with Jesus, if we hold true to him, then we have, as he promised in that gospel text, we have in the next life the reward that he has promised. For he will reward each one according to his behaviour.